I don't mean the smaller unifications we scientists search for all the time, connecting as few principles with as many natural phenomena as possible. This sort of scientific economy is a major foundational stone for what we do. We search and we simplify. Over the centuries, scientists have done wonders following this motto. Newton's law of universal gravity, the laws of thermodynamics, electromagnetism, universal behavior in phase transitions. The trouble starts when we take this idea too far and search for the Uber unification, the theory of everything, the arch-reductionist notion that all forces of nature are merely manifestations of a single force. This is the idea that needs to go. And I say this with a heavy heart. My early career aspirations and formative years were very much fueled by the impulse to unify it all. The idea of unification is quite old, as old as Western philosophy. Thales, the first pre-Socratic philosopher, posited that all is water, thus dreaming up a single material principle to describe all of nature. Plato proposed elusive geometrical forms as the archetypal structures behind all there is. Math became equated with beauty and beauty with truth. From there, the highest of the post-Plato aspirations was to erect a purely mathematical explanation for all there is, the all-encompassing cosmic blueprint, the masterwork of a supreme intelligence. Needless to say, the whole thing was always about our intelligence even if often attributed to some foggy mind-of-God metaphor. We explain the world the way we think about it. There's no way out of our minds. The impulse to unify it all runs deep in the souls of mathematicians and theoretical physicists, from the Langlands program to superstring theory. But here's the rub. Pure mathematics isn't physics. The power of mathematics comes precisely from its detachment from physical reality. A mathematician can create any universe she wants and play all sorts of games with it. A physicist can't. His job is to describe nature as we perceive it. Nevertheless, the unification game has been an integral part of physics since Galileo and has produced what it should, approximate unifications. Yes. Even the most sacred of our unifications are only approximations. Take, for example, electromagnetism. The equations describing electricity and magnetism are perfectly symmetric only in the absence of any sources of charge or magnetism, that is, in empty space. Or take the famous and beautiful standard model of particle physics, based on the unification of electromagnetism and the weak nuclear force. Here again, we don't have a real unification, since the theory retains two forces all along. In more technical jargon, there are two coupling constants and two gauge groups. A real unification, such as the conjectured grand unification between the strong, the weak, and the electromagnetic forces proposed forty years ago, remains unfulfilled. So what's going on? Why do so many insist on finding the one in nature, while nature keeps telling us that it's really about the many? For one thing, the scientific impulse to unify is crypto-religious. The West has bathed in monotheism for thousands of years, and even in polytheistic cultures there's always an alpha god in charge, Zeus, Ra, Parabrahman. 
for another, there's something deeply appealing in equating all of nature to a single creative principle. To decipher the mind of God is to be special, is to answer to a higher calling. Pure mathematicians who believe in the reality of mathematical truths are monks of a secret order, open only to the initiated. In the case of high-energy physics, all unification theories rely on sophisticated mathematics related to pure geometric structures. The belief is that nature's ultimate code exists in the ethereal world of mathematical truths and that we can decipher it. Recent experimental data has been devastating to such belief. No trace of supersymmetric particles, of extra dimensions, or of dark matter of any sort. All long-awaited signatures of unification physics.